Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, White Sox fans. We are on the farm. We took a week off. Uh, unavoidable technical difficulties, whatever. Namely, the duck. We didn't, we, we didn't want the duck. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the duck was still menacing us. The duck is no longer menacing us. Um, I'm, uh, I'm attempting to be a, a studio uh, producer here. We have a picture <laughs> that you can't see if you're watching this on YouTube of uh, Lloydell Ciappelli and Wilfred Veras at home plate on opening night. Uh, you can't really see it because instead you get to see me roughly in the Lloydell Ciappelli role and Darren sporting mm-hmm. the old school throwback, weird curly Q French fry. White Sox cap uh, is playing the role of he, he's he's bigger and bulkier and beefier than me. Anyway, he's got the power stroke. So Wilford, he's playing the role of Wilford Varis. Uh, but again, it's me and Darren, not those two. Sorry, everybody. Uh, as um, as we are recording uh, the the uh, the South Side team. The parent club is, uh, I think, busy melting down in Toronto. So, you know, I figured, hey, you know, gave Darren a quick call and said, you know, do you want to avoid having to witness any of this? Let's talk about the minors. Uh, and here we are talking yeah, about the minors. Uh, good choice. Good choice, Darren. Thank you for, for joining me. Um, let's not bury the lead here, Darren. Last year, uh, I put the exact number in uh, the Player of the Week uh, piece that Mitch does every week because there we do our uh, writer standings, because as if somehow we have an influence on the outcome of games. That's eh, a goofy thing to keep up with. Uh, but you were somewhere last year in the vicinity of like 70-something wins and I think 130-something losses, which is yeah. not a reflection on you and your devotion to the team and your expertise or the, guy, or the fact that the guys uh, in the system are not responding to you. Um, but that's really bad. This year, Darren... You got out of the gate winning four in a row. I believe 16-6 and six at the moment, running a seven-game winning streak. That could already be in jeopardy. I don't know what's happening in the minors tonight. Uh, could already be in jeopardy. But uh, things have really turned around for you. Uh, again, the pep talks, did you have any uh, uh, preseason meetings with, uh, with any of the teams to say, hey, can you, can you uh, start of the week, can you kick it up a little bit better for me? Yeah, I talked with each and every manager uh, <laughs> and told them, you guys better – uh, do much better um, than what you guys did last year, or I will not be happy. Um, I don't know. Maybe because it it's all on MLB.tv now, there's no MILB.tv. Um, so maybe that's what it is. They're all on TV. Final. Oh, I see. They're feeling the pressure. Darren, if it was this simple, I'm going to have to scold you. Why didn't you do this years ago, or at least last year? You would have saved us all a lot of coverage pain because it's not like anybody else had a really good record. I think I won last year, and I think I was somehow 10 games over 500 in my very small sample size of covering games, which is why I didn't have a losing record because I just happened to pick a couple whatever Saturdays that uh, the team did well. But, yeah, it seems like uh, – uh, Julie on Thursday and Friday is really getting her teeth kicked in, just like she did last year. So something yeah. about 
uh, I guess, yeah, I guess just early week. You're just, you're, you're right. Well, what you've done worked. Um, could yeah. you perhaps first and last game? <laughs> could you perhaps, <laughs> could you perhaps phone the clubhouse on the South side? I think you need to talk to them because, <sighs> or my be a lost cause. <laughs> I don't know. If, I mean, Lenin Sosa is not doing so hot, so maybe once they get out of my purview, they I see, yeah, start to play bad. Yeah, or even fall backwards. It seems like uh, uh, Pantera and Eloy are they're having outfield beefs again. Not the cute kind where there's a funny bobblehead anymore, but maybe the more serious <laughs> yeah. kind. Um, but we're not here to talk about that awful club, which, by the way, is the worst club in the system. Did you ever think, especially this year, did you think, that we're going to be able to say that. Uh, incredible. Uh, let's start. Uh, we're going we're gonna to start in Winston-Salem, Darren, and we're going to stick for a bit in Winston-Salem because back-to-back, <laughs> uh, these guys are rocking. All the teams are actually doing pretty well, uh, the Dash included. Uh, we missed last week, so we are going to get to Lloydell because, <laughs> come on, we can't have <laughs> Southside Sox uh, and Sox Populi on the farm a podcast without talking about, you know, let's face it, it's probably our guy at this point, but certainly my guy. But let's uh, let's talk about Wilfred Barris because it seemed like maybe a couple games he, he started like slightly slow, but man, the power stroke. Uh, I mean, just overall, it seems he's, 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 he seems to be showing up okay in the field, not just playing like first base. Uh, he seems to be the guy we want him to be. Yeah, he's um, so Winston Salem. Salem is one of the two teams in first right now for the Sox, um, and Wilfred Veras, um, pretty much the only guy that did well last year in Project Birmingham, mostly just because he can hit the crap out of the ball when he does hit it, um, and that's I mean that's pretty much what he's doing right now. Yeah. He has nine extra base hits uh, in just 13, 13 games. You know, pretty good. Um, he's striking out less right now compared to last year, um, at low A and double A, which is kind of weird that everything he's doing now is the first and, uh, high A, but he yeah. still has double A <laughs> in statistics. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he is kind of like, we all have watched last year and I guess this year too, with Sheets and Vaughn in out in the outfield and not really, you know, liking how that went. Uh, but Wilfred Veris did actually, you know, play other positions besides first. He did play a little bit of third, so he is a little bit more athletic in that term. Um, and he's playing right field uh, most of the time and doing it, you know, pretty well, actually. He had another uh, play today. This is Tuesday the 25th, uh, doubled off uh, a guy that was not really paying attention to a fly ball and um, got another put out, which is amazing. I think that's three put outs for him already. Um, so we'll kind of see, uh, or three assists, sorry. Um, so we'll kind of see how that ends up going, but, uh, yeah, he and Lloydell, um, your right side of that field are putting it on a show. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff, Darren, uh, I mean, <laughs> again, let's not bury a lead here. Hitting home runs is, is probably the top trait you want to have hitting for average, getting on base, not having a ton of, you know, having a huge strikeout rate, but these little things like ha- having the arm and then having the awareness to catch guys with that arm, especially when maybe word hasn't gotten out yet. Cause they're not even used to necessarily seeing this guy, you know, playing in one spot in the field, uh, being able to catch guys m- maybe sleeping or not sleeping and still gunning them down. That's the kind of stuff that's only going to help. That's like almost the between the line stuff. That's going to help you um, st- 
stay on or rise up the, the Sox radar and probably advance you quicker than you might normally because it's like, okay, this guy's got a great natural talent, but also IQ. Yeah, um, and I really do wonder how Project Birmingham will play a little bit into into some of that, you know, getting moved up uh, sooner than others, um, since he does have some time in double-A. Not a, obviously not a ton, mm. uh, just 12 games, but he could easily, you know, just go back there and he's like, hey, I've done this for a couple weeks already. It didn't scare him last year. Yeah, it seems. didn't. Yeah, he when he, hit, when he gets, you know, the barrel of the bat on the ball, it goes really far. Um, and we see kind of struggles with that with uh, one of his teammates, Wes Calf, who misses the misses the ball a lot more uh, than Veris does. Um, but he just kind of a rare thing in the in that kind of lower portion of the system right now. He just just mashes. Um, strikeouts are still a little high. We'll kind of see how it goes. Like it's way too early to say, oh, this is now a guy to watch. Yeah. Um, but it is nice to see still a lot of power. Strikeouts are a little bit less, um, and we'll kind of hope that continues through through the entire season beyond just April. Darren, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to try to be the guy who pushes you to say, "Hey, this is a guy to watch," because that's the point of doing this. Why not make crazy hot takes and ridiculousness? Okay, now he's cooled down a bit, but we can't skip him because last week he was he, he got out of the gate like gangbusters. Uh, you know, to play off your last point there, don't want to hype too much, but you know the guy. You know, he's just a, he's a power packed energy wad. You know, he's he's not really huge in stature, um, but he seems to have some some power. You know, like Varus, I guess, seems to have some uh, early take, but you know, seems to have some good IQ for the game. He doesn't seem intimidated with a, even more aggressive assignment, even though he's older. Um, he still came from <laughs> he came. This is his first state side play, yeah, and he hit the ground running. Yeah. Um, and so. Uh, um, uh, Lloyd L, um, you know, just give me an update. We sort of skipped him. I know we hyped him. Uh, or I tried to hype him at least uh, a little bit in, in our initial podcast for for this uh, summer, for the spring. Uh, but, you know, what's he been doing? Uh, what have you noticed about him? Yeah, uh, I mean, pretty much it's been so far the same that he's done in DSL. Uh, lots of homers uh, showing um, uh, good presence on base um, with three steals and three chances already. Um, just 10 games, uh, you know, the dash missed basically their whole first week. So they're kind of behind everybody else. Yeah. Um, yeah. So three steals in 10 games is still pretty good. Um, he's walking six, 16% of the time. That's pretty similar to what he was doing the DSL. Um, striking out, you know, a little bit too much. Um, and that obviously will increase from the DSL. There's no way that could have yeah. decreased. He walked more than he struck out. Um, <laughs> you're not going to do that. Um, over here, but still showing that knack to get on base, still showing really good pop. Um, might even be showing more uh, more hard hits uh, than 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 Wilfred Varus right now, just because he's pulling the ball so much, and a lot of it's just in the air. Um, again, we'll see how it goes, but uh, a guy that is seeing the ball that well, um, and when he does hit it, it's really going far, and he get getting on base. You know, I think it's still fifty percent of the time he's still getting on base for a 200 WRC plus, um, that's pretty good. And <laughs> probably will be in the running for minor league player of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, once we get to that point next week. Uh, okay, Darren, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Um, because again, I'm just the guy who tries to host this and ask questions that aren't too stupid. And, and again, thank you for not laughing too loud when I, I do ask a stupid one or steering it to the question that I should have asked. Um, but I mean, even going back to last year, what you saw in Colson Montgomery, 
because going in, I mean, you had a good sense of, okay, I think this guy can continue to take a step forward. And then when he did, and he did it in multi-phases of the game, maybe not fielding, but he did a multi-phases of the game, and he just sort of took off. It's like, yeah, this is what I'm doing this for. We're seeing, And again, this is way too early to, talk, to, to throw a, a Varys or a Chappelle into this kind of category. But, I mean, this is the stuff as f- folks who are studying the White Sox miners and hoping we can get prospects out of these miners. And it seems like it's just been this parched desert for, for, for quite some time, despite the fact that they do end up placing the White Sox do end up matriculating guys to the, to the major league team. But it seems rare that they're making a, a mega, mega impact um, or at least without injury. Um, so th- these types of performances, even in a, a small size, or if this stretches into a couple months, or even if you get a good half season of, of, of Varys or Chappelle this way, this is the kind of stuff that sort of you get caught up in and say, hey, you know, the White Sox found something. And even if maybe it doesn't pan out in, in 24, 25, um, for a moment here, we're able to say, wow, these are the kinds of prospects, you know, we, we maybe even sort of dream on. Yeah. Um, I mean, from the just the Montgomery example, um, again, much different situation just yeah. overall with him coming up and being a number one pick. Um, but he did do what he did last season over at ex- like a long ex- extended yeah. period of time. Um, I always like bring this up and laugh because it's ridiculous. He got on base two two straight months, three games <laughs> played. He got on base. <laughs> that's, that's okay. I've heard that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just from him uh, and using that example and knowing that what his play discipline was like, it, very professional at bats, and he showed that throughout yeah. last season. Um, taking it with the Varus and the Chapelli uh, kind of scouting report, guys that you know hit the ball hard. Um, and in Chapelli's case, we'll get walks. Uh, in Varus' case, he'll just kind of hopefully extra base himself um, uh, to that higher WRC+. Plus. Um, and if, as long as you see those guys doing what they're supposed to be doing and improving on the margins, like uh, with Varus's K rate coming down about 3-ish percent so far, or Chapelli still being able to walk you know, 15 16% of the time like he did in the DSL. Those are things that you can tangibly take and say, okay, they're actually doing things that we saw before doing things that are the scouting reports are telling us that they're able to do mm-hmm. and consistently. Um, and then you hope that they can Im- improve in other places. So that's great. I, I think it's all positives for both of them. Um, I don't know if Chapelli sticks in this at second base. Mm-hmm. I don't know it, um, where Wilford Varus ends up really ends up yeah. right now since he went from, first to or since he went from third to first to now right field we'll kind of see where he goes um i know he's not like super fast um so he's not going to be like a romy gonzalez and can play you know center or anything like that um but we'll see they're doing things that they should be doing um now hopefully the development kicks in um as they you know move closer to 21 and 22. Yeah. And, and not, and again, not to beat, you know, Chapelli or Varys dead here, but listen, these are two big wins. Our, our first two are your first two players of the week. So it, it's worth sort of celebrating these guys. And in both cases, and, and this would extend to Montgomery as well, because you can show the numbers that of course, when you're on base for two straight months, it's like, you got, you got to keep moving a guy up. I mean, you know, you're going to, you're going to challenge him, but there's also something even in Montgomery. And I would argue in Chapelli because you're jumping him from the DSL in spite of age, you yeah. jump from the DSL first, to high A season. and Varus has been um, aggressively handled, um, especially in project Birmingham. Again, he's, he's one guy who seemed unfazed by it. So I mean, who knows? He might've got his assignment this year and said, Hey, wait a minute. I'm a double A guy. What's going on here? I didn't show you anything that told me, told you I shouldn't be in Birmingham to start the season, but there's also something, I mean, 
Chris Gatz and the Brain Trust, again, you know, I say it with a, with a prayer that there is a brain trust, but the brain trust is checking in with coaches, is, is checking in or, or, or even talking with t- teammates, uh, eyes on the ground to, to observe these guys, not just what they're doing in the back door, which is, of course, primary here, but also how they're handling themselves, how they're probably engaging with teammates, maybe any leadership they're showing. There's a reason why, say, maybe a Lloyd O'Chapelli um, is getting this dash assignment or Varus got project Birmingham and is probably on a short list, maybe to get bumped up, maybe a little sooner than, than we'd think if he continues, uh, this player of the week type of behavior. Um, so, you know, gets and, and the front office is seeing something's beyond just, and they're not just looking at Boscar saying, okay, he's hitting 400, move him up. I mean, they can force it that way. You know, Colas last year sort of stayed down a little, maybe a little longer uh, than he should have. And again, that could have been just, I don't know, that could have been a number of things, travel, uh, indigestion, I don't know. But it also could have been, hey, I'm not sure if we've seen what we need, you know, with with him, you know, as a player, as a teammate, whatever it is, to to move him up quite as aggressively. Or maybe they just want him to get angry because he got angry. They moved (laughs) him up and he sort of hasn't looked back. Um, So there's something, again, sort of between the lines. You talk about Varys and, you know, sort of his defensive acumen um, or or what he's showing. But, I mean, there's something that these guys are are, are showing. uh, Ciappelli even maybe in the DSL or maybe in in, um, in, in instructionals. Um, they're just saying, okay, these guys can take it on. Let's throw that challenge at them. And, you know, it, it, it's great when you see these guys maybe take the challenge and just want to move forward. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. And even for Chapelli, like it's probably for him, probably started in spring training. Um, they probably saw that he was able to, you know, still get on base in those kind of uh, yeah. backfield games, yeah. um, still hit the ball with authority. Uh, and I think James Vegan's piece with Chris Getz in March or whatever, maybe February, did mention that a little bit, that he did seem um, a little bit more advanced in his approach at the plate. Um, and you could see that from the DSL, definitely more advanced at, in the DSL compared to his peers, um, like Eric Hernandez and, and mm. you know people yeah. that were three, four years younger than him. Yeah. Um, still the dash doing this well at a level that I wouldn't have expected him to be at. Uh, because this is his first full season of pro ball. We've talked about Montgomery here and Colson Montgomery has said how tired he was to end the season last year. So I don't know how aggressive they'll be with Chapelli beyond this first assignment. Maybe they were just like, okay, let's just put him in with the dash. This is where he probably would have ended up with. Uh, let's just get him there and see if what he did in the DSL can mm-hmm. kind of translate. Um, mm-hmm. Varys, I, I, he, this is his second season of full, uh, full season pro ball. So I'll, he should get a promotion if he keeps doing this, yeah. um, but we'll see. I think both of them have shown great stuff so far, and especially Varys learning a new position, not necessarily on the fly. I'm sure he t- did stuff on the, over the off season, um, but actually doing well um, at that in his first two, three weeks of the season. Yeah. Um, Let's. Uh, we, we talked a lot about the dash, and we're going to get to some guys and the other three teams. We're going to do that in the second half of the show. We're going to take a break now, come back to that. We're going to move from the bottom up a lot. The default usually is Charlotte down. No, no, no. Dash took over, so we're gonna we're gonna go to Canapolis first. We're going to talk about uh, all three remaining levels with uh, Darren Black on the farm uh, in just a second. Stick with us a minute or so. We'll be back. White Sox fans, it is, I don't know, it's hidden on my screen. I think it's Sox Pop on the Farm. All right, let me mess around here. Oh, I don't know where it is. 43. Yes, 43. I've titled it 
the system is alive because my goodness, Darren Black has a winning record covering. This might be the only time this has ever happened. He needs to cherish Probably. this. He's going to say, Brett, I quit. <laughs> I resign because I want to have a winning record this yeah. year. And man, I'm doing really good uh, so far. So Darren is carrying us. Darren is carrying the system. He's admitted that he talked to each manager before the season, got the, the guys riled up, probably gave them some talking points, uh, some whiteboard type of material or chalkboard material to uh, to convey to the guys. So Darren, hey, listen, uh, all credit to you. Yeah, uh, welcome, well, well done. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let's uh, move down as promised. Uh, let's move to Kannapolis, which by the way, Kannapolis mashing hell out of the ball and actually winning games, which Mm-hmm. It's been like, you know, we've heard, I think, for at least a year, if not a couple of years, okay, Canapolis is coming, man. This is a hot team. And the, the year we finally say, ah, oh, forget it, Canapolis, whatever, uh, you know, they're kicking ass. And and we love it. And a guy we can't help but love a bit um, is uh, your de facto uh, MVP for the team this week, and that's uh, Tim Elko. Got the stash, got the got the leadership ability, um, <laughs> got some pressure play, some pressure success as a national champion. He's a guy that I sort of – I don't want to say quickly dismissed, but he just seems like he's got, I don't know, like that Ron Kittle swing or something where it's like, there's got to be holes in it. There's no way that as he gets challenged, he's not going to get, you know, like fooled. And he's, you know, he's not going to get like flush out of baseball, which is a terrible take. I mean, shame on me. But I mean, you sort of think, man, just a big guy. Uh, who 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 the who who the professional game might eventually really catch up to and defeat, but he has not shown that so far. I mean, I'm sure he's still Kane at a fairly healthy rate, but he's also if you can put enough balls on the other side of the fence, hey, Kane, how you want because you know you're scoring you know every eight times up to the plate. So uh, tell me a little bit about what uh, Tim Elko's uh, uh, done because he's a guy we could see moving. He's definitely a uh, you know he's a seasoned um, oh, first yeah. full year guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's an older first base bat. Um, he probably will move up to the dash. You know, maybe not sooner than later. I don't know. I don't really know what sooner would mean, but you could definitely see him by June. Um, I'm not sure how much longer uh, this torrid pace uh, lasts. <laughs> um, he's not really hitting the ball in the air that often, surprisingly. Um, but 50 percent of them are homers, um, so he's gonna swing or miss literally yeah. or it'll you know pop up um but he and um logan glass are tied uh with four yeah. homers on the team this offense uh did pretty well last week um besides the t- top guys that you would more or less hope would do yeah. well uh like jordan sprinkle yeah um but just for Tim Elko in general, he is doing everything that he did at Ole Miss right now with basically kind of the all-star of the 2022 college draft portion this year with Kannapolis. This is where all the college guys go mm-hmm. since there's no advanced rookie league. Mm-hmm. No one's actually staying behind a little bit. Yeah. Rosters are bigger. So all the college guys are going right to, right to low A at this point. Um, and he's mashing everybody like he did on the way to a title. Mm-hmm. At all miss um, when he gets a hold of the ball, thirty-two percent K rate is very high for low A. I will note note that, <laughs> um, and it was high in college as well. Yeah. If we, you know, bring up Evan Skoog, a guy that pretty similar at the catching spot, you know, a lot of power, um, leadership qualities that people praised, um, and uh, a lot of strikeouts. And eventually those strikeouts catch up to you as you move up the levels. So I'm kind of thinking that's what will happen with Elko, but cool story so far. Um, 
We'll see. But look, look how cleverly Darren works in the patron saint of the the socks pop on the farm podcast, Evan Skaug, as a fellow <laughs> Libertyville High School graduate, and for one of us, fellow TCU uh, student and graduate. <laughs> hey, he's he's the patron. Scout, you're the man, uh, uh, patron saint. And I got to tell you, uh, we love the work that Laura Wolf does shooting in Charlotte, that beautiful stadium there, and his walk-off. Mm -hmm. I mean, among yeah, some real highlights she's had uh, in shooting this year, uh, his walk-off where she's catching with the helmet, she's got the the, the city in the background, the beautiful uh, Charlotte skyline and background. That's like a picture of the year candidate. And it's April. So well done, Laura. Uh, you too, Evan. Yeah, you get enough credit on this podcast. Come on. Um, let's talk about one more guy before we uh, start to move up the levels because I will eat my words on um, Jordan Sprinkle. Not that anybody listens to any of my words, but I was like, hey, why? Real boy, that was a pretty high pick for a guy who's, you know, just club first. We don't know about his bat, but he seems like a real spark plug. Not exactly, okay, I won't necessarily say the, the Chapelli of the of, of uh, Canapolis, but I mean, he seems to have maybe a little bit more offensive um, spark than, than maybe was promised. Um, um, so far, so good with him, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's kind of doing the same things that we expected from the plate. Uh, you know, not a ton of power there. Um, he is walking a decent clip, striking out, not nearly as much as Tim, Tim Elko, 10% less, um, but kind of doing the same things that you want him to. You hope that he can kind of just line drive his way to a good, you know, double season, maybe get to double digit homers. Maybe if that, maybe close seven, um, we'll see. Uh, he, I think he only has one in about 30 games uh, so far. So we'll kind of see with him, but yeah, he's a sure handed glove. Um, and I'm sure the pitching staff is loving that because the pitching staff is what's making Canapolis the first place team right now. Um, and Jordan Sprinkle as shortstop is definitely helping that. Um, I'll kind of, you know, he is still kind of riding a singles ish wave um, to that higher WRC plus, but the plate discipline looks good enough where you think, okay, if you can maybe get his swing together a bit and get the ball in the air a bit more mm -hmm. than maybe they have something there. Sure. Um, sure. But again, last year's draft was all about the pitching. Um, if they find a hitter that gets the majors yeah. from last year's draft, that's like, that's good. Yeah. How that happened. Yeah. 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 Uh, and we'll get the, those pitchers are, are, are kicking ass. We'll get to them in future weeks. When you decide to pick them as play of the week, I forget. Sorry guys. You are all yeah. too good. Nobody's distinguishing themselves well enough. So even though you're all great, I forget it. Wait till next week. Um, all right, let's jump. Well, let's 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 go to uh, a starting pitcher, and let's go to uh, Birmingham. Uh, Christian Mena, I don't think has had necessarily Mena, Mania. You say Mania, I say Mena, whatever. Um, but Christian is, uh, I think, every start to some degree has been good because even in where he's given up some runs, he's had. I think he's had a double-digit strikeout game. He's had high strikeout games, yeah. even though he's not necessarily gone um, deep innings-wise. He's not necessarily going to this year. I think he's coming off of really, I think, his best uh, start of the year, which I want to say was also low yeah. runs, maybe just a couple runs, but then still also uh, eight or so uh, strikeouts. So this this guy, you know, again, very early. <laughs> but I mean, when we talk about living up to the hype, I mean, you got to go back to Arizona to a season, and that would have been what I think a couple of years ago, where he was say like disappointing. So I mean, he he's now starting to put together start after start that's making you say, you know, okay, we're really getting some momentum behind this guy. Yeah, and it's the same things that we talked about with um, uh, Wilfred Veris and Lloyd Altrapelli. 
is you want these guys to kind of do what they did well at the levels that they did really, you know, good at. And Mania is doing exactly what he did in uh, with Winston-Salem last year. Lots of Ks. Um, the walks are actually down-ish uh, compared to his 2022. Um, and it wasn't that high to begin with, but any improvement in walks is, you know, double thumbs up. But his last start was his best. It was an actual quality start, which... I, I think maybe there's been three in all of, you know, the in not Charlotte, in all of the White Sox minor leagues, something like that this year. They just don't go that long. Yeah. Um, the, it was a lower strikeout pool um, that game. That's probably why he lasted so long, not as uh, relied right. on uh, more batted balls. Um, but, I mean, in, in a, you know, higher level that's really, you know, bereft of starting pitching, you know, prospect talents, Triple A, Double A. You really just want to see one guy pop off and maybe become that seventh, eighth guy um, when they eventually need it, because they will eventually need, mm-hmm. you know, two, three extra starting pitchers for however long, but they will mm-hmm. need it eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and Davis Martin is probably the first guy, and then it's the next couple is who who's going to be that seventh guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Mania is in a pretty good spot to be that guy. Uh, he doesn't really have much of an injury history. He kind of just pitches all the time. Um, he This is his second full year of, uh, of full season pro ball, so he does have the added advantage uh, of knowing what to do to get through a full season. So hopefully he just keeps up, maybe not this near 40% strikeout rate he has right now, but anything in the 30s would be pretty good um, over an extended period of time in A. I haven't added the tilde. You don't see it on the screen here. I'm pointing, though no one can see that. Um, but, yeah, I th- you know, I think that's what it's got to be. I think it should be Christian Mania. We do not have any guidance yet from the White Sox. Uh, maybe I'll ask Aaron Santana. She's been really good about, you know, hey, this is a weird accent. Is that right, or is that just a, a – you know, she's the one who told me that Lloydell Chappelle's dad had an accent on the eye, but not Lloydell. Lloydell's dropped it. I don't, you know, because I think because he's really embracing the Italian side of his heritage there. And I think, you know, that's probably the truth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, okay. So mania it is. Um, and good seg, uh, Darren, because we're going to go uh, to Charlotte now and we're talking about starter depth. Uh, you're sort of de facto, I guess you could say player of the week uh, uh, for Charlotte would be uh, Nate Fisher, a uh, guy the White Sox picked up. He's sort of filling in. He's not getting necessarily long, long starts, but he's pitching pretty well. He's a, he's a southpaw. He checks boxes of what the White Sox might need as maybe a guy who Tanner Banks isn't anymore because Tanner Banks is more like the bullpen, the veteran, veteranish like bullpen arm mm-hmm. or something. Uh, he's a guy who could conceivably maybe see a start on the south side, but basically he's doing – First of all, he's fulfilling a role that the White Sox should have been working on, making sure they had covered last year, and they didn't. This year, it seems like they are actually making more honest effort to just at least get arms in, get players in in general, and get arms in at Charlotte just to see if, if someone can sort of like stick with some footing, maybe even catch a little fire, um, like mm-hmm. not necessarily Johnny Cueto, uh, you know, because, you know, without any kind of uh, a pedigree, but uh, just, you know, a couple guys beyond, you know, Davis, Martin who, um, you know, could provide some footing if their time in the in the rotation is up and there's a, a real need, doubleheader or something, you know, he's a guy who could maybe fill in and, and, and fill in okay. He so far has given us maybe the confidence that that could uh, happen even at the major league level. What are you, what are you seeing from, from Fisher? Yeah, uh, I mean, still pretty much a guy that is doing similar things to what he's always done. 
Um, the his you know issue is probably going to be that he does walk too many people, uh, and there's always going to be holes. Like these guys are in AAA, yeah. there's going to be yeah. holes. So it's not like oh, there's just secret sauce down in Charlotte. Uh, <laughs> there's not to, right. to, to bum anybody out. Yeah. Uh, it's that's been demonstrated over the past few years. I'm afraid. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, what he does uh, provide right now is he is getting weak contact. Um, a lot of grounders from him. Uh, a lot of balls going to the opposite field, which usually is a indicator that they aren't reading it that well. Um, and he is striking out, uh, you know, twenty five percent of the guys. Uh, a mark that is m- much better than what he was doing um, with the Mets in AAA last year. Um, so I mean, we'll see. He probably putting him as a twenty twenty one version of Tanner Banks probably is the the correct terminology for him. Um, I don't know how much longer AJ Alexi is going to stay on the 40 man. He continued to have struggles even today um, um, with command. Um, Though we'll kind of, we'll kind of see how that happens. They're using the bullpen, the white Sox 40 man or liberally um, just through this. I mean, they definitely need to, to to begin with, but they're actually using, you know, if a guy pitches some and he's, you know, not going to pitch the next day, they're bringing guys up Mm -hmm. to see if they can improve anywhere. Um, which is something they didn't do the past couple of years. Um, so that's thumbs up for that. Um, and I'm sure Nate Fisher will be involved there yeah. somehow because he is a lefty and they don't have a ton of lefties yeah. uh, around. Um, and if Nate Fisher continues to do well, even from a starting spot, uh, I'm sure he'll get time on the south mm-hmm. side coming out of the bullpen um, if one of their current lefties gets hurt. Yeah. Or if Jake Diekman just does really, really poorly. Um then someone there in Charlotte is actually doing well enough that you're like, okay, well, maybe they can find something there if um, they really need to for a two-week period. So generous that you say, if Jake Diekman. But to be fair, Jake Diekman, as, I mean, on a team that's doing so poorly, he's, he's, he's not the biggest issue. So, uh, But isn't it sad also that, Darren, you say this year they're, they're doing what they should have been doing the last couple of years. And isn't it funny that this year the White Sox are, what, they are flirting with other. 10 below 500 or whatever they're 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 doing their best to torpedo their chances in in galdang april and you know now they're doing the thing they should have been doing by rotating and being aggressive and oh gosh white socks get your head out come on now <laughs> uh okay well listen uh if this wasn't the um if this wasn't the tease uh that you needed to know uh where we were going to probably wind up this podcast well here it comes uh we do need to talk about some injuries because there are some significant ones uh i am probably not even encapsulating them all uh norhe or norj uh, vera as speculated seems always just ready to fracture uh he had a very short outing and i believe left with injury he is on the il mm-hmm. jared kelly remains on the il that could be more i don't know if that's precautionary no schultz type of stuff jonathan stever um uh, uh velocity uh, way down uh on the il not great um Catch me up on where the system is with injuries because they do, you know, they're going to be some. So it's, um, we're not we're not castigating the White Sox for that. Yeah. It, it happens, but um, not great because these are some, you know, th- there's some there's some names here. Yeah, um, yeah. All the guys that started out on the IL only uh, Sean Burke is back of the top guys, um, and he's on the development list just so he can take a bit longer of a break yeah. coming off of uh, the IL after his first start. Um, but yeah, Montgomery's still on it. Schultz is still on it. 
Um, Norge Vera, his velocity was down. Um, now his velocity fluctuated a lot last year, but it was not topping out like we would want it to in the 97, 98. Yeah. Uh, he had a lat issue last year. I don't know if that's kind of the same thing that's still plaguing him this year. Um, there hasn't been really you know much word on what's actually wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, his velocity didn't fall so rapidly for me to think it's something to do with an elbow or a shoulder or something like that. Um, but yeah, and then Stever, um, I did see Justin Gershelli today did say the Charlotte manager did say Stever's IL stint was more just, you know, he had surgery, he was out an entire year. Yeah. Um, maybe he just sure. needs two yeah. weeks blow sure, yeah. seven, 10 days. And yeah. I really don't know how many people you can put on the development list. Um, so maybe if they had an open spot, they could have just put yeah. him on there, but um, he's just on the IL mm-hmm. uh, with probably arm fatigue, something mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. we didn't, we didn't expect many innings from him mm-hmm. this year, regardless. Um, and he's not even on the 40 man anymore. So I don't think he'll yeah. even see the white Sox at all. Um, yeah. And not to like put a pin in it, but if you know this iteration of Oakland is not claiming uh, somebody or not claiming you, then um, yeah. you probably shouldn't expect to be in the majors at all this year. Yeah, um, so that's a good that's good perspective here. <laughs> yeah, if Oakland ain't doing it, uh, a team now in discussion for worst ever in baseball history chances are they won't end up as worse but the fact that they're even in the discussion is pretty sad sick yeah the white Sox do this type of stuff even at at that level they give people you know breaks that they need to especially because there's always these sort of half you know well not half strength but but guys you know you're not going to get even 150 in each out of we've seen with that with carlos rodan we've seen with michael kopak uh at this point you probably see it with veterans you know giolito's probably going to need you know just like a breather at some point it's a breakneck pace lance lynn's probably going to just need a you know, hey, you're you're feeling a little sore right now. And let's face it, the guys are always going to say yes because I'm <laughs> from what the first start. I'm sure in spring training they're pretty much sore all season. Every one of these players are always battling through something. That's why they got whirlpools in the clubhouse for God's sake. They're trying to do their best to just be able to put themselves together to play. Or in the case of a a starter, you know, every fifth day to get out there and and hurl hell out of the ball and rip your body apart and then try to recover it for four days. So, you know, the fact that you're like, Hey, uh, Lance, you probably just see, just, you know, skip a turn. Yeah. He's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm still on track for my 31, 32 starts, not predicting an IL stand for Lance Lynn or anybody, but you know, that is, I mean, if you're doing it at the major league level, of course you, you got to be even more willing to do it at a minor league level because these guys are developing more delicate psyche mm-hmm. there's psyche involved they haven't got the they haven't yeah. got the six figure or seven figures yet or anything like that so yeah, well, maybe uh, yeah. Not even six. maybe yeah not even unfortunately way to go major league baseball but, yeah uh, and then brian ramos is also on the il i forgot that's right. him as well that's right. not all pitchers there are some yeah how about that players. jeez <laughs> come on brian jeez um yeah and that's a guy we i mean certainly talk about a pin we want to we want to see him back and we want to see him mashing because he had a, a really um, encouraging spring and you really wanted him to hit the ground yeah. running and, um, you know, keep on scaling, um, you know, keep on scaling the system because why there's spots, <laughs> there's availability. So go for it. Fill those higher roles in uh, Birmingham and, and Charlotte. Okay. Well, that wasn't, that wasn't actually such a downer to, 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 to yeah, end two up. First not place a, teams. Yeah. Not a downer as reflected by your hat representing one of the um, most difficult eras in White Sox history. Although you can still claim the 1990. Yes. Uh, White Sox when they shocked the the world and 
made a run at the Oakland A's for a division title and that Comiskey finale season that made us all shed a tiny tear. And for those of us who weren't alive during that time, you would have. Virtually, you would have. Out there in the spirit world somewhere, you were probably crying for Comiskey even back then, though you were not present on this earth yet. Darren, okay, well, um, I guess uh, really we're, now, now we're here at like um, Genesis of Life talk, so it really is probably time to to wind up uh, number 43. This is Socks Pop on the Farm. It is a fans first sports network production, of course, in our umbrella of Socks Populi podcast. We're going to try to do every week. I know last year I failed miserably at that. Darren kept, you know, he's like, show up at the door with pizza. He'd be knocking. He'd be calling, hey, man, come on, we're going to do this. And I'd be like, oh, no, I'm, I'm too busy chasing this, like, 500 team that's going to take off at any time. Well, we no such illusions this year, Darren. We got plenty of time to talk about the minors, especially because, hey, they're sort of proven sort of worthy of it. This is really cool. Yeah. This is this is like this is that tingly feeling of, oh, my goodness, wow, we may have a system. Not quite the raise, never will be, Darren, but okay. Uh, we'll take what we can get. And, and this start has been cool, and you've been there to recap a whole lot of the success. So congratulations. Keep the streak going. Don't blow it, man. Um, or make the pep talk, you know, you know, just maybe an email, you know, email, uh, 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 Justin or, you know, whoever else needs, you know, just, you know, Hey, Leland, come on. I know you got your dad, but listen to me instead. I got better tips for you, you know? Um, so hop on it when you need to. Uh, so we will see all of you viewers, uh, listeners, readers in let's say roughly a week, hopefully with more good news to talk about and less, uh, injury news and a whole crop of players of the week to discuss as well. But thanks for joining us now. Thank you, Darren. I'll let you uh, get back to enjoying whatever is left of what is probably a, a horrible, uh, tragic game up in Toronto. Or no, get to your get, get to your minor league update as you are writing tonight because I'm sure it's just wins left and right for you. So I'll let you get to that. Yeah, I'll hopefully check here and see that I'm up three games to nothing already. But Yeah, that's what we need to hear. Uh, okay, well, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back in eh, a week or so with uh, some more great news. Insight from Darren Black, our Miners expert, and I'm guessing a new hat. What will it be next week? Uh, your guess is as good as mine. Take care, everybody. <laughs>